And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. And welcome back to another episode of Building a Life You Love. I cannot wait to dive into today's episode because we talk about building a business. My guest actually um, found herself in a position where her husband had lost his job and they had to figure out what they're going to do next. She was a stay-at-home mom. And she then, in um, a matter of weeks, after obviously having started a business prior to that, started really stepping into um, making lots more money per month. And we talk about your why and really understanding the deeper reason of your why. You know, what is the impact you want to make in the world? What's the transformation you want to see happen? And we talk about the importance of knowing what your why is so that the action you take always aligns back to it so that when we get all those ideas and things like that, we can kind of stay clear on the things to act on. And then we also talk about um, that it's really about belief in yourself. And that's really the first step going from kind of like dabbling in things to really having that realization that you can do this. We talk about so many great things today, and I think you'll be inspired at whatever level you're at in your business. So take a listen. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Allison Nelson. She's a business strategist, an international speaker, and the host of Empowered and Free podcast. Welcome, Allison. Thank you, Kristen. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I can't wait to have this conversation. It's such a good and I think juicy conversation around the starting, you know, or scaling your business and how you help other women do the same. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey into, you know, doing how you're helping people now and what this has looked like over the last couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a mother. Um, my daughter is now five. I was working in education as sort of a program developer for K through 12 college and career readiness. I have a degree in school counseling and I have a degree in public relations. So I love people. I love to write and I love to help. And I decided to be a stay at home mother with my daughter. My husband was, you know, is an engineer. And so he had a great career here in Connecticut. And, um, I want to say it was right before, it was a couple of months before COVID hit. We found out he was only going to be getting paid 50% of his salary. Um, I had been a full stay-at-home mom for three and a half years, except I did have a couple of side businesses. We had started together a product-based business, which had been going well, but I was not fulfilled. And it could have gone way better if I was fulfilled and wanted to work on it. Um, but I moved on to coaching basically based on a lot of what my community was asking for. They didn't really care about what I was selling. They wanted more what, how I did it, you know, without capital and how do I do this and how do I organize it? And I have the, the kid at home and how do I do all that? And so I had moved into that and I had a couple of clients, but I was undercharging like crazy, not happy, not sure if I should move forward with pushing it a little more because I had a three and a half year old. But then my husband lost his job about two weeks after COVID hit. Wow. And so that sort of, we just looked at each other the same day. We kind of knew it was coming because of the 50% 
Um, but, you know, not totally sure. Thought maybe because of COVID, he could hang on. But actually, it was it seemed to be the opposite, that they really needed to kind of narrow down who they were paying. And so we looked at each other and we said, you know what, let's just try it. What's the worst that can happen? We already have no income. (laughs) <laughs> like what's the worst that can happen? So, so yeah, so now that was a year and a half ago. Um, and now I'm a six figure business owner, second year in a row. And I help women uh, fast track to uh, consistent clients online through organic marketing strategies. I love it. So tell me a little bit about that. So how long did it take you? So you, you know, like you said, you have, you were working with a couple people and then you have had this um, product-based, you know, business that you're doing somewhat Right. How long did it take you to say, oh my gosh, I need to replace, we need to replace this income to scale yeah. up to where your monthly income, you were, you know, yeah. you were at least able to pay your bills and all that kind of stuff. Right. What well, what was interesting was that I'm going to give a lot of background on this, but what was interesting was three weeks after I made the decision, I hit $10,000 in sales. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so there was obviously a lot that went behind that. I always, I actually have a podcast episode that says how I hit 10 K in three weeks and 11 months, <laughs> because it's everything you do, uh, right. leading up to it. And it's just, you know, it really was making the decision and really was taking the leap of faith, having the belief, relying on the community, you know, a couple of different things. Right. And, but I would say it, you know, to get that consistent um, income, that definitely took a few months. Of course, I had months where it was not $10,000 a month. I've had months where it's more. But and I would say that I still am sort of like, I was figuring out who my people were and what I really wanted to offer for a while. But I learned so much in such a short amount of time. Growing pains are a thing. But I would say probably took about five to six months before I found my my footing in this new world of actually, you know, having success. Yeah. yeah. And I think right before we started recording, we talked about how actually necessity, you know, urgency is actually our friend and yes. how when we're comfortable, you know, like not that we don't want to make more necessarily or have, you know, bigger dreams or goals, but mm-hmm. comfort can kind of be our enemy sometimes, right? Because it says, oh, I have more time. I don't have to have the pressure in myself to build or grow something quickly, right? I can kind of keep it over here. And so I think actually there's so, I mean, there's thousands, probably millions of stories of when people kind of found themselves in a hard place, Yeah, you find out they're like, well, I needed to make 5000 or $100,000. And they do because they laser focus in on this goal and then kind of planning out, like, how could I get there? Like, what are the scenarios in which that could happen? Right. So I think we get really creative decision-making into like there, I know there's people that will pay for things and I have experience and knowledge. So I think that's. Yeah. And the ironic thing I want to say is that um, the pressure was gone. You know, I think the pressure had been there before. So yeah, there was a comfort level of like, my husband has an income, right. That's coming in. We've got, we've got health insurance, (laughs) you know, all of that stuff. And um, I'm able to, you know, kind of be home with my daughter, but I, you know, I'd be lying if I said that we didn't sit on the couch at least a couple times a week and say, how are we going to make it so that my business can pay for the mortgage, let's say, or like my business can be the one that pays for the bathroom reno or that pays for us to go on vacation or pays down that student loan. Like where, like, I'm not, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't on myself. I certainly did. And I think that's what kept me small. Um, That's what kept me from, uh, you know, to continue to undercharge. It's what kept me from 
gaining knowledge and not really understanding that knowledge is just potential power, actually being able to put what you know into action is really where the where the excitement happens. And so I, I want to say those three weeks were like less, there was no pressure, right? Because it was just like, it, it's, I'm going to sink regardless. Like, it's just nothing there's nothing there. There's no, there's a win-win or a lose-lose, however you look at it, right? How, whatever your, your life, um, you know, whatever your life looks like for you. But like, to me, it was a win-win because I could try it, go out and nothing would change. <laughs> My husband would still be unemployed or I could try it, go out there and something might happen. And, right. you know, $500, a thousand dollars, whatever it is, I just needed a sign. And so ironic because you would think, oh, wow, she had a lot of pressure on her to, you know, make it happen. Actually, it was the release of the pressure that I really felt because I had, I had put myself in a situation where it was like, this is an opportunity and this is not something that needs to be, you know, filled with pressure. Whereas before it wasn't an opportunity. It was just my life that I was creating for myself. You know, as you were saying that what the visual that came to me was being on a diving board. Then the reason I think it did is I think you're 100% right, which is prior to that, finding out that he, you know, was didn't have his job anymore. Right. You're standing on the diving board trying to decide like, oh, am I going to jump off? Am I going to do a cannonball? Am I going to dive? And you're, st- you're trying to just decide and figure it out. And, you yep. know, is the water too cold? It's like, but as soon as that clarity truly came where he didn't have income, like you said, the decision was. I have nothing to lose. I'm going to try this because at some point we have to figure something else out. And it's like, you just decided I'm going to jump in, you know, I'm going to dive in. There's no more waiting or deciding or choosing or staying on the diving board or getting off the diving board because like you said, so I think sometimes, you know how they say sometimes in crisis situations, some people become very calm and they're not stressed at all. It's almost like you, because there wasn't uncertainty anymore. You had certainty that there was no income coming in. Right. And that, even though that's not what you wanted to have happen, I think sometimes that lets us go, well, mm-hmm. we, we, there will be a solution, right? The question is, is am I going to make this business work? Am I going to do a different business? Are, are you and he going to do a business or one of you going to yeah. go get it employed by someone else in a different way? So at some point right. you knew there were solutions. You just had to, to step into something and try it. Yeah, yeah. And I and I honestly think when it comes to solutions, you I mean, I'm so solution focused as a coach. Um, when I was training to be a counselor, I took a class about solution focused counseling. And it has it has always it touched me deeply and it has always been a thing I do with my clients, you know. And I think I believe I had to believe in those three weeks. That was a thing. It's just like before that I didn't believe that I could be successful. And that's what held me back. Really, if we're just gonna like be honest, it wasn't it wasn't Facebook having, you know, algorithm issues and it wasn't it wasn't whether or not to host a podcast or not, right? It was it was literally the belief that was holding me back. And so I had to understand that I had to believe before I saw. I couldn't see to believe. And and what ended up happening was a lot of people like, well, what three weeks? Like what obviously you were doing stuff and didn't realize that you were doing good stuff. Well, yeah, that's true. Because I didn't believe. I didn't believe I created a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize the community was very powerful. I just liked it. Right. I just loved it. I loved going live. So to me in those three weeks going live was something I was going to do anyway. Right. So, but I just didn't believe I had to, I thought I had to see to believe. It turns out I had to believe in order to see. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So let me, so let me ask you this. 
I know yep. prior to you kind of um, going in full throttle, right, with your business yep. and then seeing this growth, you talk about, and I know you help a lot of people, you know, and I, I, I definitely help people with this too. People get stuck, you know, they have an idea or they've started something, but we get stuck in that dream phase or the ideation phase. Yeah. So what do you have to say about that? How do we get out of that? Yeah. Especially if we don't have this big change where we have no control over what ha- is happening in our lives. Right, right. Yeah, um, I agree. I And like me too, I have a thousand ideas a day, right? Like a thousand ideas. And I have so many clients who are like, I have so many ideas and that keeps them stuck. Um, so I think having a list of things, this can be three to five things that are really, are really very actionable and, and require almost no thinking on your part so that you don't stop yourself. Right. <laughs> um, it's really, really helpful. So whatever that looks like for you, we can talk about that also, but whatever that looks like for you. And then the other thing is take the idea and understand why, right? Like a lot of us say, if you're a mother and you're listening, you do your business because of your kids. In some way, shape, or form, you do the, your business because of your kids, either, either because you need a break from them <laughs> or because you want to, you know, be able to fund, you know, a lifestyle where you can be with them more quality time or do more things with them or whatever it is. But the problem is that's not actionable enough. Like, that's just not enough. Like, I love my daughter more than anything. I dedicate my life to her, but she's not my why. She's not my why. My why is more like when she grows up and decides to become whatever it is, I want her to know she has the control over her life. She can decide if she wants to grow a business. Great. But like she better do it because she wants to, you know, make the world a better place. She wants to create impact. So like that's one of the biggest things about my why. We need to get a little more focused behind all our ideas, why we're doing it. And I think once we figure that out, we have a lot more inspiration to actually take action instead of just like, that'd be great. That's such a cool idea. I don't know how I do it. And, you know, just you're letting yourself just like think of all the things. And our brain, unfortunately, is our biggest, you know, enemy <laughs> when it comes to telling us what we can do and what we can't. Our ego is always going to pop up and say, mm, nope, that's going to be too hard. And that's where the imposter syndrome kind of comes from. But I think, um, you know, I think having that why, that really, really specific why, and also if you're able to take that why and turn it into a result, um, like I want to make impact. I want my clients to make impact. So the ripple effect of what happens when I get a client is incredible because that means that they get clients and that means their clients can do whatever they need to do um, to, to finish the transformation off, right? So I'm making that ripple effect by being in business um, and by having this specific offer. What ripple effect are you making? What transformation do you want to have? And then reverse engineer it. Oh, yeah. So a couple things there that I want to just touch on. Well, you're 100% right about the why, right? Like you said, there's always something behind the, like your first thing that you say, like your first feeling, there's always, right, they say a need behind it. It's the same for your why. Like there's a deeper, deeper thing that resonates. And I'd say most people have something that they feel very passionate and connected to, right? Like you said, a purpose or a cause, a group of people, whatever it might be. And I'm like you, I feel very strongly about empowering, um, especially women, but to understand that we really do have control over what our life looks like and the work we do and things like that. And how can I empower them to do that? A hundred percent agree with you there. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with us wanting to like, uh, of course, I, me too. I want to be able to spend more time with my kids and my husband and, you know, that kind of stuff. But to your, to your point, that is one of the benefits of building these businesses that give us more flexibility. It's not necessarily the only why there's something be behind that. That's exactly Next thing right. I want to say is I talk about this often as well, which is 
we might have this huge list, like you said, at the end of the day, though, I always say to people, what are all the obstacles? So write down all the things that you think you have to do, right, to start this yeah. business or to grow this business. Write them all down because you do need to capture them. But what's yeah. the one thing you can do now and remove all the other obstacles or things you think have to happen? You yeah. know, so what's the thing that you can take action on by putting everything else aside? You know, yeah. because we we can get stuck in that mindset of, I don't have a website yet. I don't have a Facebook this yet. I don't have a that. I'm not comfortable going live. So we come up with all the roadblocks and obstacles, the excuses. But yeah. if we would just write down all the list of the things we think we have to get done and then pick one that we're like, you know what? I could do this today or I could do this one little thing tomorrow or whatever. Then mm-hmm. I say, that's how action happens because we write them all down and then we say, but forget about every one of these. What's the one, t- one or two things I can take action on without doing all these other things? Totally. Yeah. And I, I love that because you're getting them to write it down. And that is powerful because yeah. it gets them out of their head. Right. So much, so often we think things are bigger. It's because we're thinking them. Right. <laughs> and if we wrote them down, we're like, oh, that's pretty small. Or that sounds kind of silly, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah. And I think like a solution for everything, if you don't have a website, well, what's the solution to that? That's right. And to be honest with you, like you are already the person that's going to be successful. This is something that I had to learn and wrap my mind around. And there definitely were times where like, there were low points in my business ever since I've, you know, been successful. Um, And again, having to wrap my mind around those things that I am already this person, I am already the person that is successful. So if that's true, what does that person do? Right? Like, does that person worry that I only have a 1000 people in my Facebook group? No, that person doesn't worry about that. That person pours into every single one of those thousand people and is grateful that it's not 2000 right now so that she has less time because she has less time to pour into those people. Right. So like, I think, yeah. So I think like you already are that person. So what does that person do? And a lot of times, if you look at that huge list, that person probably wouldn't bother with half that stuff. Right. Well, and yeah, that's a really good point you bring up because so many of us think about we need to grow something, grow our list, grow our following, grow yeah. our, you know, Facebook group, whatever it is. And I'm not saying that we don't want to and, and need to do that at some point, but most of us really don't look at the network of people we already have connection to. And that can be in real life. That can be in a, you know, on social, that could be in an email list. It could be anything, but right. we forget that there's people with already in our network, in our connected yeah. group that already need what we ha- we can be offering if we're not, right? Like the service, the product, the coaching, what the whatever it is, it could be a baked good. So that's the yeah, first yeah. thing is we, but yeah. we only get the business from those people if we're adding value on a consistent basis. Yeah. And I just heard a really interesting um, data point. It was Susie Moore talking to Kathy Heller on her podcast. Don't do okay. a great job. But yeah, she said, um, the, the data point she said that I thought was fantastic is she said in our lifetime, like let's say somebody on average lives to age 73, we actually touch or connect with like something like 80,000 people, not oh with God. having a following, not with social media. Just think about if every day you run into three people in your life mm-hmm. for a whole year and then times 73 years, it ends up, I guess the number's 80,000. That's not even with having an online impact. That's not having an email list. This is just in your regular life if you just went about your schedule. And so the point of that was, is we all have such great impact we can make in people's lives. Right. Forget, you know, because to your point, we go, oh, but they're not going to listen to me or I'm not worthy or I'm not this. People are already telling you things you're good at. You already have skill set. 
But too many of us, what you said earlier, we don't believe it yet. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our brain telling us. I mean, like, and we, and what's really good about that is that we actually have control over that. Like to you, to that story, to your point, like I have control over who I talk to. And like the fact that I've decided to become an online entrepreneur means that I can take those three people a day. That's my average of who I talk to. And I could multiply it by so many because when you're online, you can reach so many more people, um, you know, and, and be passive about it too. I mean, there's passive ways, there's active ways, of course. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, I think that's really, really touching. I love that podcast too, by the way. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. So let me ask you this. So how can you give us maybe a tactic or strategy or two or tip or two on how, what are some of the things you're helping? Like, what are the strategies or tips you're helping these women increase their income on a monthly basis that maybe other people can apply, you know, apply to their own businesses? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the first thing that I really um, set myself aside from other coaches where I work on offer, um, first, yeah. uh, because a lot of my students come to me and they are not confident, right? They've got a lot of things going on in their head. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't know how to show up, right. you, it doesn't matter whether your content's really good or your launch is like all connected and the funnel is there and all the click. I, I am so tech challenged that even talking about that blows my mind. Um, but it, none of that matters right? None of that matters if you don't know how to show up for it. And a lot of times if we don't have an offer, we don't, or we don't really know how we help, who we help, how we help and what the result is of that, then, you know, we're sort of stuck. So that's the biggest thing that I work on. The first thing that I work on with my clients is like, okay, you know, how do you help? (laughs) Why is it important? And what's the result of it? Um, And then of course you can, I I just feel like that opens up the doors for so many things. I mean, that gives you confidence. You know how to talk to somebody in a Facebook group, for example, when you know how you help people, you know what you want the result to be. Um, And then it also opens the doors for so many different ideas. There are so many different, there are so many similar things going on. There's so many business coaches, there are so many VAs, but if you know how you help, you can create um, an offer that stands stands apart. You can stand apart. Uh, your bold messaging can stand apart and it all starts with the offer. So uh, that is the first thing that um, we sort of work on. Of course, we, you know, I teach a lot of like, okay, what's the major transformation? One offer doesn't have to hold the, you know, hold up the transformation by its shoulders. It can be a couple, it can be a few different ones. Take your clients through a journey. Um, So of course we do a deep dive on ideal client and things like that, but that's really where it starts. It's where the, it's where I get the meat of the mindset too, because the imposter syndrome will come up when we're talking about how you help and why it's important um, and why people should buy your thing. Right. So that, that will come up. Um, Confidence will come up. How to show up will come up. Um, Lack mindset will come up. So that's kind of where I get to where I get to do most of my sort of mindset work. And then we come out with a really great couple of offers as well. Feels, you know, feels like a win-win. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I uh I had done, I shouldn't say I've done it. I signed up for I've I've gone through some of it, but it it's something for me for next year. So I I signed up for Allison Prince's um like her e-commerce, you know, program. And I've done e-commerce before, but I, so for the other business I was saying I have with my mom, which is in the you know, like early education and uh, family space. Yeah. We have more digital products more than, mm-hmm. than in person, you know, uh, shipping products per se, although we've done a little bit of that before. But the, the thing that was interesting about Allison's program, so she, and she has a podcast too and all the things, but she's 
made, I don't know if she's in the millions or billions of dollars, right? In e-commerce products, but it's, it's huge. And she's helped a lot of other people make a lot of money in this Mm -hmm. space. Well, but one of the key things is offers, right? And so it's not just because remember they're products. So you might have 50 products or 20 products, but almost every day, or at least every week, they're coming up with new messaging. I mean, the, the business, the e-commerce people for their product, depending on where it's at. And, but it's a hundred percent about that. And we I, what I loved about her program is even if I never decided to sell an actual physical good, the all of it can be applied to any one of our businesses because she gets really good at, um, you know, speaking to the need of the person. So even earrings, for instance, and to me, this is fascinating, but it's exactly the type of thing you're saying that so many businesses are struggling with. She's yeah. like, you're not. She's like, like for moms, she's like, I was a new mom and I remember feeling frumpy and I didn't feel like myself. She's like, but then putting on a pair of earrings and lipstick made me feel a little bit like happier. And I sat, I had my shoulders lifted higher. I felt happier. Right. She sold earrings to moms to feel better. Like she sold French fries wrappers yeah. to like moms at bake sales to put the cookies in. But it was because it's about that feeling. And of course it's transformation. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is she, you don't sell to be like, I have earrings for sale. Well, so does 600 million other people. Exactly. Why should I buy earrings right now? Right. And so the point right. is it has to move that person to purchase. And we do yeah. that through them identifying the product for themselves, right? That's right. Um, so I think that's so key. And so many people I've talked to, they struggle with what off, what to offer. Yeah. With, like you said, all the things, the who, how, why, and transformation. So I think yeah. that's key. And um, mm-hmm. oh, that's so good. I love that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think a lot of people do struggle. You're right. And, but that's, and that's the foundation of your business. Like if you don't know how you're making money, this is just a hobby. Like you're just, and listen, I did that for a long time, right? I didn't make money for a long time. Um, and it was because I was like, I just love helping people. I just love it. I just want to give them. I have a client who told me the other day, I just want to give it to people for free. Well, that's not going to work for your business, is it? Right. And also where, where are you walking the walk in that case? Right. You know, if you're, right. if you're giving stuff away for free, um, that should be paid. Why right. would other people do it? And where are we making impact? in that case or not. Right. right. Yeah, it's important. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about, I know one thing you say, and I 100% agree with you on this, is we don't have to hustle in our business, right? I, you know, I like to tell people that if we get clear on, and then we design our schedules, and then the life and the business we want, so but we have to think about it first. And then we try to align with those ideas. And so what would you say about that? Because I know a lot of people think, I have to work harder, I have to work longer hours, especially if I'm my own boss. Right, right. You know what? Look, like when you're starting your business, there's no there's no way about it. You are going to bootstrap. Like you are going to schedule your own Facebook posts before you can hire someone, right? Like it is true. Um, but there's no reason that you need to put so much on yourself um, to, to sell, right? Like we can still be really, really intentional. And so um, one of the things like going back to the why um, you know, making sure that, that your action steps are literally being filtered through like, does this, does this match the why for my business? Does this match what I'm supposed to be doing? Cause if you're out there doing things that are just keeping you busy or just on your to-do list and they're not actually matching up with what your why is yep. number one, your clients are going to notice like, yeah. because it's going to be confusing yeah. and confused people don't buy. You'll notice cause you won't have sales, <laughs> like confused people don't buy. Right. And so it's time to make sure that you don't stay busy. 
right? Like we didn't get into this business or get into business for ourselves to stay busy. Busy is not a badge of honor. Busy is not something that um, you have to, you don't have to earn your, you don't have to earn your sales that way by being really busy. Oh, I hustled so hard. So of course I got a sale. No, like we deserve it just by waking up this morning, right? Like just by waking up, you deserve to have a good day. Just by waking up, you deserve to like treat yourself. You deserve to take care of yourself. Like we, and and the same thing for business. You deserve to work as hard as you want to. Um, Understanding that where you want to be, you have to be able to align that. Um, And like I said before, you are already the successful person. Yes, you're going to grow. I'm a different person than I was when my husband lost his job. There's no, you know, there's no which way about it. But um, that was only because I had to push myself through things. That were uncomfortable, yeah. right? But like they weren't things that I would have. I I can't really weather the storm. I can't really know what the storm is in order to weather it. I have to go through it and figure yeah. out how to weather it. So, um, I think yeah, I think when you're setting up your schedule, have some boundaries um around your time. I know that like when I first started, it was the pandemic, right? So like when I was really growing my business, and when someone would ask me, "Can you do a Saturday morning call?" I said yes because if it was Saturday or Tuesday, we were all locked down. What does it matter? Um, So I said, yes, but as things started to open up, I realized I don't, I don't have to do this. I'm not stuck. So I just stopped doing weekend calls. Like that's just what happened. Then I stopped doing Mondays. Then I stopped doing Fridays. Right. And so I think, yeah, like, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're hustling right now because you're bootstrapping your business, know that that's like a normal thing, but you also don't have to hustle. You don't have to earn your sales by working really hard. That's really not, you're sort of ignoring the point and you're sort of being selfish in that way. Your people don't need you to work 20 hours a day. They don't. They just need to know that you're there and this is what you, you're you going to help with. Let your content speak for itself right? Let it work for you. I have a lot of um, people that before they come to me, they're posting eight times a day. I'm like, well, how's that going? Like no one can even see anything that you're doing because you continue to bury yourself, right? right? You're almost like working harder, um, work smarter and trust that the piece of content you put out there that day reaches someone, let it work for itself. Let social media do what it's supposed to do um, or whatever that looks like for you. And yeah, I think, um, I think also if you're in a position like like we are, where we're helping people grow businesses, when you're hustling, that is not, I mean, I'm big on walking the walk and right. being vulnerable about my mistakes and the, where I've gone wrong and where I've gone really well, right? And I think anytime I've built a boundary, I'm ready to tell my audience, hey, guess what? <laughs> I built this boundary and I think you could build a boundary too today. Where Where are you sort of feeling like you need to build a boundary? It was hard. This is how I did it. This is what my fear was. This is what my thoughts were, but I still did it. How can you do it? So. Absolutely. And, and like we started talking about for the show, I kind of do the same, right? I don't have, normally I don't have calls or interviews set up for Mondays and Fridays. It's not because I'm not doing work a lot of those times. And sometimes I'm not, sometimes mm-hmm. I take off Friday afternoon, but it's because I just found trying to have calls and interviews, you know, most of them are hour long, all yeah. five days a week can be exhausting, right? And so just to have, keep sanity and keep my, you know, keep myself healthy. I said, no, I'm going to only schedule calls those other days. Mm -hmm. But on occasion, I'll interview or I'll have a call with somebody in Australia. Well, the only way to do that because of the, it's like 11 hour time difference where some of them are at. 
it has to be my night for their morning or they're late at night. So I will make an accommodation on occasion. I don't want it to become where I, like, I don't do normal, you know, either coaching or uh, interviews at night usually, but mm-hmm. like that, where I say, okay, I'll make an exception because it's the only way to make it work. But right. I have to have the normal boundaries where then I don't let that become, you know, so I keep my calendar very set the hours I'm willing to book people with that way. I'm controlling my schedule. I'm not letting it control me, but I did right. share with you, like you said, it's a, it's always an iteration. It's learning. But first, if we design what we want, it doesn't mean we start with this perfect ideal schedule. But if we know, like, at some point, oh, I want to work only three days a week. Well, if we know that's the end goal, we need to start as close to that as possible. It may mean that we need to work four or five days a week to start with, but maybe two of them are half days. So then over time, as we get more success, we can then try to fit it into that schedule we want. But we have to keep looking at it, I think, and revisiting it and then make changes I was telling you uh, before we recorded, I had forgotten to block off a little bit more time around Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so I've had some people book, you know, like the day before Thanksgiving, I have several interviews. I just forgot to block that day off, you know, so now the holidays near the Christmas, I have a couple interviews closer to Christmas, but now I've blocked off 15 days. So I won't get any more interviews during that time frame. I'll still do the ones that I've booked. But I was yeah. saying that's a learning process because mm-hmm. I just had forgotten to look out for three months to like block yeah. off time. Usually yeah. I do that though. So it, like you said, yeah. it's just a, oh gosh, I forgot about that. And now I can fix it so it doesn't keep adding to my schedule, right? Like now I've gone in and fixed it. So it right. is partly an awareness and then a change as we go. Yeah, I, I think you're right. The awareness. And also you can ask yourself like who, like I'm already that person, right? What does that person do? Does that person like book themselves like crazy the day before Thanksgiving? Probably not, right? But also giving yourself that grace of like, that person probably has three people watching my business as well as me saying, hey, Allison, you don't want to be working the full day before Thanksgiving. You know, your daughter's only got a half a day of school. And you know what I mean? Like give yeah. yourself a little bit of grace, um, exactly. given the fact that this is, um, you're always going to be changing. You're always going to be growing, and um, and your needs are going to change. And also, if you have young kids, then your family is always changing. I mean, right. from the time that we've been in this pandemic, my daughter's gone from preschool to kindergarten. That's a huge shift. Um, mm-hmm. Like preschool, sometimes maybe to kindergarten, and that's that's a big deal, you know. So um, you have to just be able to you have to be able to ebb and flow. You absolutely have to. And when you hustle you're not listening to yourself most in most cases, right? You're just, you're always outwardly looking, outwardly looking, and you're not really listening to yourself, your body, your needs, all of that stuff. I've been there when I was working for someone else. I thought I had to hustle because I thought that would make um, them look at me better. Um, Turns out I made myself super sick. I didn't realize until this year I have an autoimmune. Well, that answers a lot of questions about how I've ever have been feeling about my body um, and pain and stuff that I've had. Um, but if I had not hustled as much, maybe I would have listened to myself a little more and looked into it a little more. Absolutely. Something I did want to talk about though, is we already kind of touched on this, but you know, that basically we don't get clarity by keep thinking about the idea or the new business offer. We actually just have to start doing something, right? We have to start taking action. And we did touch on this. I mean, we didn't call it that, but that's really what we were talking about. Yeah. Would you, would you lend any other guidance about that? Because a lot of people they stay in a fear-based state and they're like, but I don't know how to do the live or I don't know how to do this or I don't, I'm uncomfortable. 
and then, or I don't know how the workshop will be exactly or the course. So then they just get yeah. frozen, right? Because they're not super clear on something. But right. what would you say to people right. that are stuck there? Because I talk to people all the time and that's where we get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, clarity comes with action. You're absolutely right. You know, you're not, you're right. You're not going to know how to do a live. You're not going to know if the workshop's going to work. You're not going to know any of that unless you do it. And also it builds endurance in your business because there are going to be times where you're not going to get the workshop participants you wanted. Um, There are going to be times where you're not going to, you're going to go live and you're going to have to pretend there's a hundred people on there because you need to bring the energy for, for 100 people when no one's on the entire time. Right. And that takes endurance. That is not something that, you know, a lot of people have. It's not like you have it and someone else doesn't. And so therefore they're going to be more. No, it's just endurance. It's just anyone can do it. It's like a train. It's like training for anything, physical or mental or whatever. Right. It's not there's no gifts here. It's a learned behavior. Um, And in order to learn behavior, we have to actually do. Um, So I think I know I said in the beginning of the episode, we um, we can make, you know, a list of three to five things that get us going. A lot of people call us a power hour. You can call it that if you want to. Um, You know, the things that are on my list are um, messaging two people in my community and saying, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Right. That gets me going. If I can take that little step. Uh, that crumb, it's like a crumb because it doesn't feel like a, like a lot of action. Right. But that crumb will get me like, well, uh, and I'll celebrate that. And I'll be like, what else can I do? Then I get curious. What else can I do? Yep. Can I go into a Facebook group and see if someone needs my help? Can I like add myself to a few of those self promo threads? Like even that, even though it's passive, you know, it works, right? There's no, if it's not working, by the way, you need a new blurb. You need a new like thing, but um, cause it does work. You just need to like be a little more, you need to attract the right people. Um, so, so yeah, like what are, what are three to five things that are like your power hour that you can do? Um, they have to be, you have to be able to challenge yourself, right? They have to be challenging. I always say though, like, you know, the whole getting out of your comfort zone, no one wants to leave their comfort zone. Could right. you imagine leaving your house in like zero degree weather with no underwear on? You would never do it. Right. So I'm not sitting here telling you, you need to leave the house with your underwear on in zero degree weather. But what I'm asking you to do is expand the walls a little bit, like, uh, uh, you know, welcome in some things that like, that's a little scary and fear is going to come up. Let it sit on the couch, tell it that you acknowledge it and then move on. Right. And the only way you're going to learn is by messy action. I didn't know this, but this entire time, before my business became successful and I made the decision it was going to be, um, I was doing messy action, right? I was going live with like my hair all crazy, no makeup. Um, I was, you know, skipping over my words. I wasn't sure I was letting people who were on, like I was letting them distract me. Right. Um, and it was all just a part of my brand. Um, which is something that you develop. Like it's not something you can sit there and study and take in podcast episodes and learn about it and all that you have to do. Like you have to be able to do, and then you create from that. So I want to piggyback on that with a couple things. The first is I a hundred percent agree with you where if you have something that gets you going, for instance, I'll, I don't do it every day, but I will do the same. Like I'll go DM people. I'll leave them a little audio or memo, mm-hmm. audio memo or voice memo. But let me tell you, and I'll do more than just like, I might say I'm going to do two or three. And then some days I might do more. And I'm like, I feel so pumped up and so yeah. good, but I've now taken just a, a cold connection, right. And turned it into, you know, a little bit more of a warmer connection. Yeah. But that's the first thing is 
you know, like you said, if you just come up with like, how am I engaging? How am I connecting? How am I, you know, like I have like a little sheet that's like the four core buckets that I better be doing every week, right? Mm -hmm. To kind of move people in those different areas and making sure I'm serving in those ways. Right, right. As you are so right about consistency and persistency, it's, that's the crux. So for instance, one thing I was testing out is, because like I said, I work, I've worked in medical technology for 20 years. And I don't want tech to be my whole thing, but I'm actually really good at helping people with that stuff. So I tested a Facebook group um, called Tackling Your Tech. So each week I'm doing just a little lunch and learn. But regard, so what I did is I made the commitment to myself though, regardless of anybody's live on there, I say what I'm going to teach and that goes live in my course and then I save it. And so it doesn't matter. So it's not about like, gosh, nobody was live today. It doesn't matter. I'm committing to doing it. I'm not going to feel sad if nobody's on it live because then I post the content later. So it's the Mm -hmm. consistency of committing to myself. I'm going to show up. I'm going to test out this concept because I was trying to decide if I'm going to do a course with this. Right. Right. And so I'm getting feedback from people about what they want to learn about, what they need help with, you know, where are they struggling? So it's helping me. It's it's letting me sort of do that uh, research. But if I had gotten all upset, like, oh, nobody's on today or only two people are on Right. I would have been like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. It's a failure. Well, it's not a failure. Different groups I've posted in and I've asked them about, you know, their challenges right now in the group that I set up. People are telling me what they need help with, that yep. they, they want help with these things. It yep. may be that the timing's not the right time. Or obviously, I just started the group two weeks ago, so it's still a smaller group. It's not enough time. Yeah. But, but it's still think- about consistency and persistence. Really? And, and because I've committed to doing that, I don't need to be afraid or embarrassed because it's about, I made a commitment to myself. And then I show up and tell the community, this is when I'll be there. If you can come on live, but if not, it's recorded. You know, so it is so important to your point of just showing up and keep doing it because one time after I did it, I wouldn't have learned anything. Right. I have to do it more times to start understanding what worked, even doing the videos. Like one time I did a um, video of Instagram. So it was on my phone screen capture. Normally I'm on my computer showing how to do tech stuff. Well, they work different, right? So then yeah. I have to troubleshoot as I'm doing it. But the point yeah. is, unless I do it live, I can sit here all day and be like, oh, I could show them how to do this thing. Mm-hmm. But it's different when you're screen sharing and then you're going in here and you're, like you said, yeah. tech can be a little crazy. Yeah, it challenges you. Yeah. And so the point is, is, and then even if it does challenge me, I'm like, oh, maybe they'll have this issue that I had. And then I'll go through rabbit holes and learn things that I didn't even know because- right then I have my own tech challenge that then I overcome. Right. No, and you're absolutely right. There's, um, there's this John Mayer song that where he says, um, fear is a friend that you misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And like, when I first heard the song, I think I was like 19. And I was like, I, fear, like, why would I, you know, we never accept fear, right. But like, I think one of the things about you doing that, like, is that it is scary, right? It's scary to go live anyway, like it can yeah. be really scary for a new entrepreneur to go live because anything can happen, right? That's, That's live right. TV. That's anything right. can go, anything can happen. And so then you're going live on two platforms, like you making that decision, huge. Um, that's huge. And like, but you're never going and scary, but you would never understand that what you're going to get out of that. Right. And that's the thing with like, you know, I always, uh, I said before, like I hit 10K, my first 10K in three weeks and 11 months because right. the 11 months from the time I decided to be a coach, to those 11 months, all my failures, right? All the times that I um, undercharged people and that I went live and that I did all these things, I learned from them. It got me to the 10K. And everybody's timeline is going to be different. 
I will say though, that the second that I believed in myself, it happened. Right. But like, so that's obviously a huge factor, but, um, but I think everyone's timeline is different. But the thing is, is that if I had just been like, no, it's okay. I know how to do it. I I'll just wait for somebody to ask, or I'll just wait till I have this many people in my group. Like, and I set those things that would never, those are just value metrics. That would never, that those things don't matter, right? Yeah. If you help one person, you're helping one person. That's huge. Right. That's huge. So yeah. yeah, you never, and you never know what's going to come, especially on social media. Like remembering again, we can control pretty much everything except circumstance right. and how other people think, feel, and act. Yeah. Um, so if we can control whether we get a client or not, you better be going live, right? Yeah, and uh well, the other thing with that too is like friends with so many people that I've talked to, but that, that I wasn't directly working with, they just might be in groups. I'm in, they'll mm-hmm. say, Oh, I'm going to do a workshop. I'm going to do a course. And then you ask them like, Oh, have you made progress? And they're like, no, no, no. And, but you're, once again, if you just took a baby piece of that and said, I'm just going to put this little bit of content out there, you start seeing how people react and you start seeing, is this needed? Do people care? That's how you build your thing, right? You don't wait till you're like, Oh, I figured it all out. Like, and it took me six months. You got to just put going bits of action, not, little bits of content out there. Yeah. And you're not going to, like, I will tell you, um, you're not going to, like, if you wait, That's you right. won't figure it out because you'll either do it the way someone else did it. Right. Because yeah. you're, you're taking in their content and their stuff. And then you're just kind of like regurgitating it, which can be, you know, helpful. Like you can regurgitate it in your own way. Um, but is that really, it's not the way to build a business. I know that for a fact. Um, and so, yeah, so like if you wait, you know, you're really just letting everyone down, especially you, and right. you're feeding that imposter, that, that ego, that imposter syndrome of like, well, the story has gone. Like for the last couple of years, the story has been, I said I was going to, but I didn't. Right. Fear came in, had this thought, decided not to. Now your ego is going to have to work extra or you're going to have to work extra hard to push the ego down and say, you know, I know I said that, but here's the new story. Absolutely. The new story is I've already figured this out. And if I've already figured this out, what are the three or five steps I can take to reverse engineer so that I can get to the place where like, that is actually my reality and not just in my head. hundred percent. That is so important. And, and you know, I, I know you talk about this on your show and I do. Mine is definitely so much of this game. And I mean, it's not a game, but you know what I mean? It's, but you know, here's the thing. And I've had interviews with several behavioral you know, change experts or people that focus in on on the brain and they literally say, like, if you have patterns, right, that aren't serving you, you have to identify that the same thing keeps happening in your life. Like you're not, maybe you're coming up with an idea, but then you're never executing it or you're never, like you said, getting a client or you're never, whatever it is, right? Sometimes it's relational issues. But if we start seeing that the same pattern is kind of keeping us stuck, we have to figure out how do we start replacing that pattern with one that serves us. Exactly. And we have to break it. Right. And we have to, we have to get our brain to be like, Oh, wait, what? Like we, you have to shake it up. You have to disturb it, disrupt it, whatever the word is right of the day. Um, but yeah, you absolutely have to do that. And, or, or your ego will just take over. I had a client one time that I would ask her a question. Um, and you know, to just to kind of like challenge her belief or something she said, and she would pause and she would say to me, well, my ego says this, but then when I think about it, I say, well, no, it's more like this. And I thought I was like, you're like a couple of steps ahead of where I thought you would be when we started working together, because you understand that the ego and you are two different things, right? And that you can challenge your ego and you don't have to listen to it. Right. 
Um, and that by, by literally just having the first step of acknowledging the fact that they're two different things and you can change it and you can tell different stories, that's, you know, you're ahead of the game, right? Now it's just a matter of actually taking the action to, to, to prove that, that things can be different. So, yeah. Awesome. So Allison, let me ask you as we wrap up, what would be maybe a last piece, a tip or two that you would share with people or it could be a resource that people that maybe haven't stepped into really creating this life that they want to build, right? Yeah. Like they haven't given themselves permission or they haven't seen that it's possible. Like what would you leave people right. with just as sort of like a last idea or two? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, I think a lot of times we don't realize how powerful our thoughts are, you know, understanding and believing that you're in control of changing how you feel. You actually literally can control your feelings. So if you can match your feeling to a thought, if, if every time you go to do something and you end up not doing it because there's a feeling of fear, let's say, um, but then you can match it to a thought, you can change that thought. So I think, you know, for a lot of my clients, it's, I don't have time um, because they're young mothers or they have a nine to five and they're young mothers and they want to get out of that situation. So they're feeling really hopeless and desperate and all of that stuff. But at the same time, they're telling themselves they don't have time. I don't know how that's helpful to taking action. When you take action out of the thought, I don't have time, you're not going to take action, right? So how can you change it? And for some of my clients, it's like, I mean, they, you, you, the thought has to be unique to you, right? It has to help you. But some of them, it's like, my time is valuable. Right. Um, so like, if I have 20 minutes, that's really valuable. Well, if you know that your 20 minutes is valuable, ooh, that feeling brings about something different and you can actually take the action like we were talking about, take that power hour and slice it in half, do something. It doesn't matter. Right. So as long as you're moving forward, understanding that like your reality, um, you know, you can, you can change that reality, right. You can move your business forward. Um, It might not look like you're full time in your business and that's okay. You can still move your business forward. So I think just, just that understanding that you do have control the next time, or if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, I can't do what Allison does. I can't do what Kristen does. Well, you know, pay attention to those thoughts, change them because you can and see what happens. And if you have to write it down, that's fine too. So I think that's like really the problem with, I think, where people don't take action is because they have the bad thought. Right. So they're not going to take the action. 100% agree with you. I And I love the example that you gave about time because a lot of people, we do glamorize busyness in our culture, especially in the U.S., And I talk about that all the time because I think it's a big issue right now. And Mm -hmm. I mean, like we all know a lot of people, they make plenty of money, whether they work for someone else or themselves. Yet every time I talk to certain friends, they're so frazzled all the time about like, oh, and I'm thinking like, I know know what your life's like. You're like, you're allowing yourself to still hear this story, but it's not really true. You know, but I mean, you're kind of like, well, I'm not going to say that to every, you know. I know. Oh my God. The amount of times that I'm like, is that a good thought? I know, yeah, but like, but yeah. because to your point, like, even if it's, and I talk about shifting what if all the time, like, instead of saying, like, what if it doesn't work or what, if, well, I don't have any time. It's like, well, what to your point is, how much time do you have to give? And if they just said 30 minutes, you're like, that's amazing. 30 minutes, you know, four days a week, that adds up to a lot in 30 days, you know? So people, right. they don't look at the context and the opposite of what they've been doing, right? In that negative or that, like, this won't work. Instead of right. thinking this will work and I just have to figure out what do I have to give to it, you know, and then how do you take the action that's going to give you 
some of the results you're looking for instead of, to your point, just being busy. Yeah, yeah. And I also think, you know, a lot of times we don't pay attention to what we to our deepest desires, really. So like the what if thing is amazing, because you can say, well, you know, someone says, I don't have the time. Well, what if you did? What if you did have all the time you needed? What would it look like? What would you do? And there have been times where my people like people in my community are like, I would sleep an extra hour, like they would talk about things that weren't related to business at all. I would actually go to that yoga class, whatever. And I'm like, check your deepest desires for me for a second. Because they're, they're not around business right now. And that's okay. But the business isn't going to work if you're going or, or maybe it will, but you'll resent it. Because all of a sudden, you're still not going to yoga, you're still not sleeping that extra hour, right? right? Like, those are your deepest desires. Those that's where your body is like, I need to move, I need to sleep, I I need these things, but you're not giving it. If we're going to live a life that we love, right, if we're going to create the life that we love, we have to be able to to listen to those deepest desires mm-hmm. and understand that like sometimes it's not about making $5,000 a month. And it's not about that laser focus of how am I going to do that? Because that's pressure. Sometimes it's literally answering our deepest desires and that might look different. And once that happens, you can, if you can create the space for that, that should tell your brain, you can create the space for anything. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, that's a really good point that we'll end on on that, which is, you're right. If you have unfulfilled needs, you know, and it might be that you're already exhausted, you're burned out, whatever. You're right. You have to fix that or improve on that before you're able to serve a group or community or clients. Yes. Because you have to be at a good place. So you're yes, so right. Self-care is important to address mm-hmm. first. You can't just run into something new and you're exhausted and burnt out, right? It's not, it probably yeah. won't work at that moment. I- that's why you can't take action because you don't have anything. And like, and yes, this online business world in order to stand out, it's all about serving, right? It's all about serving. If you don't have anything, if you've got the empty cup, um, you know, you've got to do something to get something above that empty cup. That's constantly waterfalling in so that you can do these action steps and do them well, do them well. Not We're not talking cold messaging here. We're talking like, thanking people, pouring into them, serving them, asking them questions, right? Mm -hmm. The love and belonging people need right now more than ever, right? It's something you can provide. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. So Allison, Mm -hmm. tell us how can people connect with you online and find out more about what all you have going on? Sure. Well, so I have my podcast. It's called the Empowered and Free Podcast. It's on Apple and Stitcher and Google and Spotify and probably a bunch of other places. Um, you can go to my website too to listen to it. It's allison-nelson.com. Also, I, we've mentioned my Facebook group a bunch in this episode, and it's because it is my like second home, <laughs> my home away from home. So that is called the Empowered and Free. Or it's called Empowered and Free. Um, you can search it on Facebook as well. So that's that's where I am. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today and sharing so many good nuggets that are so important as people step into doing their own thing or trying to grow what they're already working on. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me, Kristen. It was a great conversation. Absolutely. Thanks. Oh my gosh. What a rich, what a rich, fruitful conversation that we had today. I mean, there were so many good nuggets in there about believing ourselves and taking messy action to go for the understanding our why. And understanding there really is a solution for everything. We just have to be willing to look, you know, to dig and and search, but so much good stuff. And I want to leave you with these words by Bob Goff in his book, Dream Big. He says, finding your genuine lasting ambitions is not an easy task. If it were, you'd already have accomplished it. It requires asking the questions. What do you care about? 
What are you willing to risk everything for? And why are you so afraid? All at the same time. It's going to take some digging and sorting and thinking and rethinking. But the effort is worth it because when you figure out what lights you up and will outlast your other ambitions, this will inform most of your next steps. Trust me when I say the answer probably won't come the way you want it to. All downloaded in a nice and clean package without any rough edges or hard chapters. God often wraps his presence like a guy, like a guy did it. Guys, it's okay. We know most of us are bad at this. The ambitions worth pursuing usually come a little crumpled and scotch taped together at first. Don't let this vetting process bum you out. Let it spur you on and steal your resolve to do what it takes to get after your beautiful ambitions. Once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us get discovered by more people. We'd also love your feedback. So email me at Kristen at KristenFitch.com or DM me on Instagram. I'm at Kristen Fitch. And let me know what ideas or ideas for shows or for guests that you have. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you're interested in getting moving and starting something new, I have a uh, course coming up in January, but I will be pre-registering people for Cyber Monday and I'll have great sales. So check out kristenfitch.com for lots of great and exciting things coming up. Thanks again.